Amen. Amen. Well, again, we're just thrilled that you're with us today. We're excited. We've had an amazing week, and uh, Man Day was awesome. Hope that you were there for that. Uh, but, but, now, but now we're looking at the future. Amen. I said now we're looking at the future. Why? Because God has plans for our future. And so we're pressing into that, and we've been fasting and praying. How many of you guys have joined us on the fast? Hold your hand up, let people see you, lift it up really high. This week, uh, you know, starting tomorrow, we started off with uh, no bread, then we added sweets, no bread, no sweets for that week. And uh, Next week is no bread, no sweets, no meat. And if you're sitting close to somebody who had their hand up, you might want to be nice. Because right, right about now they're grumpy. By this time next week, they're going to be mean, okay? And, and that's what we're doing is, is uh, uh, you know, we're, we're taking our flesh and putting it aside. And if all you think, don't get super legalistic about the fast. If all you think about is cheeseburger, you wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning thinking cheeseburger, um, maybe you ought to just eat one. Okay, get your mind off of that and get it back onto the fact that, man, this year we're making investments, right? We're, we're, we're investing ourselves and our life and everything that we have in our family, in our future, and in our faith. Okay, our family, our future, and our faith. And, and maybe, maybe you haven't even started the fast yet. We'll begin. Okay, just begin. Just pick a spot and begin. You know, just, just begin. It may, you know what, during, during those times that everybody's clapping, maybe you're not the clapping type. Well, just begin, okay? When one claps, we all clap. When one stands, we all stand. When one shouts, we all shout. Just, just begin. Just, just get launched and get started and, and, you know, and keep taking steps. If you haven't been baptized yet, but if you were born again, but you haven't been baptized yet, get signed up first Wednesday. We're going we're gonna to get baptized. Let's begin to just continue to move forward. Right? Just, just begin to continue. A lot of people have been stuck for years. Come on, I said a lot of you guys, you've been stuck for years. You're in the same place. You're in the same spot. And you look around and you think that there's something wrong with everything around you. No, it's just what's going on in you that makes the difference. Right? And so just begin. Just say, okay, today, today's a brand new day for me. And I, 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 I'm, I'm beginning the new life. And I'm beginning today. Well, I've been, I've been in church. I've been a Christian my whole life. Well, get born again, again, right? Get born again, 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 and just, just every day, every day, launch into, launch into a new day and, and enjoy the new life that God has for you. Because what we have to do is we have to break off the stuff that's, that's behind us, right? We're not looking at the things which lie behind, but the things which lie in front things that lie ahead of us. Remembering not the former things, neither considering the things of old. For behold, God said, I'm going to do a new thing. Well, if you're going to have a new thing, guess what? You got to have some new thoughts, right? You got to have some new revelation. You got to have some, 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 some new conviction in your life. Look at your, look, look at, look at your neighbor and tell him it's time for you to be convicted. See, here's the deal. It's a lot of us, a lot of us have a tendency to, to hinge everything on our beliefs. Well, I believe this and I believe that and I believe the other thing. The problem is, is that belief does not have the power to change anything. You can believe all kinds of stuff. It don't change Jack. I believe that being in the gym six days a week, running three miles a day, I believe that make you healthier. It's obvious I don't do it. Why? Because that's a belief, not a conviction. Now, I believe reading the Bible is good for me. Yeah, but most people don't have enough conviction to crack the book. I believe that prayer is a discipline that every believer should possess. Only about 3% actually pray. And a lot of us, when we pray, we just whine and call it prayer. Effective prayer is taking God's word into God's presence and staying there until you agree with what God said. 
what we got to do, we got to get it to conviction. We, we, we need a conviction that we've developed in our life. See, uh, see, think of it this way. If you were in a court of law and you were convicted, it's because they had proof that you were guilty. Right? So if you live by conviction, there's going to be proof of what you believe. See, we can just look at your life and you, your lifestyle proves what you believe. You know, if we look at you and how you deal with life, what does your life prove? See, and a lot of us are hung up. We're stuck someplace because we're, we're you know, our, our mind is, is, is uh, paralyzing us because of where we've been, what we've done, what we said. But see, that's your past. I said, that's your past. And, and today, today I, I, just, I just want to declare to you that no matter where you've been, what you've done, what you said, what you didn't do, that that doesn't shape your future. I said that doesn't shape your future. What's holding you back is not what you are. What you are is not what holds you back. It's what you think you are not. That's what holds you back. It's what you think you are not. I'm not worthy. I'm not righteous, I'm not strong, I'm not smart, I'm not rich, I'm not loved. Well, wait a minute, That's, that might have been the old you, but that ain't the new you. I said that, that, that might have been a you from yesteryear, but not no more. Okay, well, yeah, but all my friends and all my family, listen, your friends and your family, the only, the only thing they have to define you is your past. But you are filled with future. I said you are filled with future. And the moment you decide what I'm going to do is embrace the future that God has for me, you can redefine your life. You know, a, a scripture most of us can quote from two or three different translations, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. I want us to look at it in the New Living. It says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ. Let's stop there for just a minute. And if you belong to Christ and, and, and you're not a coward, hold your hand up. Yeah, I belong to Christ. Amen. And, and if you couldn't raise your hand there, just, just wait a minute and we'll take care of that. But anyone, anyone, everybody say anyone. anyone. We're talking about anyone and that includes you. If anyone belongs to Christ, it, it, man, anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. You have become a new person. See, I don't know. You think you've met me. You ain't met me yet. Why? Because I'm becoming new. I'm not going to be who I used to be. I'm going to grow. I'm, I'm not going to stay stagnant so I can keep my relatives comfortable. I said, I'm, I'm not going to live the old life so that people are, are aware of where I am. No, man, I'm growing, I'm going. Why? Because God's got a future for me. And I, I'm starting to get, you know, at the stage of life I'm at, I'm getting to where I've got to be more concerned with the future than I am with the past. Right? I've got a lot of past. I can lug around that if I want to, but I choose just to drop that and let it go. Why? Because there's future in front of me, and I don't think I have as much future as I have past. So past going to have to take care of the past. I'm going to move towards the future that God has for me. If anyone's in Christ, he's become a new person. The old life's gone. A new life has begun. Look at somebody close and say, it's time to start living the new life. Come on. You need to live the new life. You need to fight. You, you, you need to fight for your future. Come on. Ain't nobody else fighting for your future. 
There ain't nobody else going, and nobody else can do it. I know, you know, well, I, I just think that what we ought to do, you know, is just, just wait and, and let, let God be God and, and he's in control. No, he gave you dominion. He gave you authority. And you need to engage in the fight. You need to fight for your future and quit allowing your past to define you. See, because uh, the, the deal is, is that, that God, he, he started, he, you know, he started, but before he started, he finished first. He declares the end at the beginning. The future of all creation is inside everything that's been created. So, it, it, you know, the, the, the flight of the bird, it's already in that, it's in that bird. When it's hatched, it's in there. The swim is already in the fish. The tree is, the tree is in that seed. And, and I'm telling you that the future that God has for you is on the inside of you. And as you, as you begin to develop and discover the future that God has for you and you begin to live that out in front of you, there is not enough power in hell to prevent you from fulfilling the purpose for which God has created you. You just need to embrace this reality that, man, man, I'm telling you what, if any man be in Christ, he is a new person. I'm a new, every day, here's the cool thing, one of the things I love about God is that every day you get to start new. Okay, you, you came in here one way and you can go out a different way. And Yeah, but, but you know, people know me. Nah, they haven't met you yet. See, you don't need, you do, you do not need a tour guide. You do not need somebody who can constantly remind you of your past. You need a guide who can introduce you to your future. Come on, today, 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 you're going to get introduced to your future. You are above only and not beneath. You are the head and not the tail. The headlight, not the tail light. You're blessed everywhere you go. Every curse that's ever been put on you is being broken off right now in the name of Jesus. You're never going to be the same again. I know you were addicted, but you're walking out the door liberated. I, I, I know that you've been marked, but you're walking out the door cleansed. I know that you've been broken, but you're walking out that door whole, and it's totally up to you, and ain't nobody else got a voice in this thing. Because if God be for us, who gives a rip? But you got to make a decision. You got to make a decision. See, and, and I don't think a lot of us really understand what it means to make a decision. The word decision comes from the same root word as incision, which means to cut away. When you make a decision, you're, you're under the impression that you are selecting one thing. But in actuality, you're cutting out a lot of other things. See, when, when, when I made the decision, Shelby is the one. Well, that cut out all the others. When Shelby made the decision that I was her one, Tom Ball had to go home and cry. <laughs> Colin had to talk himself out of suicide. Why? Because she cut them out her life. Thank you, honey. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yeah. <laughs> you making a decision, new life or old life? Well, that seems easy. No, that's a fight. I said, that's a fight. Because you have a future in you, but you don't have to bring it out. See, if you're going to bring it out, you're going to have to cut the old stuff away. 
You, you, you might have came in with a, with a habit of, of, of speaking, you know, foul language, but you can make a decision today. I'm, I'm going to change my life. Because words are, words are powerful. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. And I know what some of you religious people are thinking. You're thinking, oh, right now we're going to start dictating what people say. Are you crazy? I have to watch myself. I have to guard myself. I don't have time to guard you. I struggle with my decisions. You struggle with your own. See, a, a, a lot of us just need to start making some wisdom choices. Remember, more wisdom, less foolishness in my life. More wisdom, less foolishness in my life. You, you got you to gotta choose the wisdom. There are things that are great for you, and there are things that are bad for you. You have to decide. You, let me tell you something about the new life. The new life is awesome. You should choose the new life. John 10, 10, Jesus said, I've come that you might have and enjoy life in abundance to the full till it overflows. I've come that you might have and enjoy life. Yeah, there's a force that's trying to kill, steal, destroy, but the reality is, is that Jesus has come that we might have have life, have life, past tense, have life. See, if any man be in Christ, he is, not he is going to be, but he is, you are, uh, one translation says a new species altogether. You're different. When you get born again, you're different. But you have to embrace that. You have to you, and demonstrate that. And, and you, can, you, have, you have life, not the ability to inhale and exhale. You got more life than death. You have more joy than sorrow. You have more peace than chaos. You have more hope than despair. You have more provision than lack. You have more healing than sickness. But it's which one are you choosing? Which one do you run out of first? And, and, and to enjoy life, let me tell you something. If you're going to enjoy life, you're not going to experience a lot of lack. There ain't nothing missing, nothing broken. We're talking about an amazing God-filled life. And the future that you enter into, it's your choice. You got to make a choice today. You got to make a choice. I just want you to look at the word future. Just look at it for a minute. You look at the word future. There's two U's in the word future. Two U's. And then the, separated by a T, which kind of looks like a cross. So there's the you before the cross, and there's the you after the cross. And my question today is, which you do you choose to be? You can be the you before the cross, because before the cross, you were unworthy. Before the cross, you were unrighteous. Before the cross, you were not smart. But after the cross, man, they ain't basing it on my strength. I got, I got the strength. Same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is activated on the inside of me. You need to redefine the you that you choose to be. You need, I said you need to redefine the you just need to redefine yourself. Well, people will remember, people are fickle. Okay? The opinion of others is not the altar we choose to worship at. So what other people are thinking, trust me, it won't be long. Their, their thoughts are going to change. Well, people think about me this way. People think about me that way. People think about me. People, to be honest with you, they really don't think of you as much as you think they do. Did you see the way Pastor Tom looked at me? You know what he was thinking? Yeah. Where's the coffee? Yeah. <laughs> 
People change their opinions. Some people have changed their opinion three times during this service. Remember Paul? And he was out on a boat, and they got into a storm, and they had a shipwreck. But because of Paul, because of Paul, they, they, they didn't, the Bible says they didn't lose one soul. Everybody made it safe to land. Everybody should have been celebrating Paul, but they're all looking at Paul with this suspicious attitude. And Paul, he, he starts building a fire. And remember, a serpent jumped up, you know, the serpent came up out of the fire when he was picking up the wood. The serpent, you know, bit him. And, they all, and, they all, and, and that serpent was a poisonous serpent. And they said, that proves it. He's a devil. Five minutes later, when he hadn't dropped dead, the same people said, he's a god. You can go from being the devil to being God in five minutes. All you got to do is not die. Man, there's stuff that's killing people that you can walk through unaffected by. And you can shift the opinion of people in just a matter of minutes. If you can get their eyes off of death and onto life, you got it made. It's so funny to me because people's opinions are, man, people are crazy. People are crazy. I mean, people show up here and this is the best place. It, you know, my God, there's nothing like this place. I love this place. Next week, I'm out of here. You can't let the opinions of people dictate the direction of your life. You can't be held back because uh, 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 of something that occurred in the past because God, you know what? I know the thoughts and the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, plans to give you a hope and a future. There's a reason in your car the rear view mirror is small, the windshield's big. If your rearview mirror is too big, guess what? You're going to kill somebody. You need, you, you need to look out in front of you, and you need to decide, I'm going where God's called me to go. I'm going to be who God's called me to be. I, I, I'm going to do the things God's called me to do. I'm going to accomplish some things in my life. I'm going to have life and not death. I'm going to have joy and not sorrow. I'm going to have peace and not chaos. I'm, uh, come, come on, somebody. I'm going to have provision and not lack. Anybody ever had lack? Anybody ever had provision? Provision's better. So let's go for that. Anybody ever had sickness? Anybody ever had health? Health is better. Let's go for that. I don't care what your past has been filled with. We sing it. I know your past is broken. What's the next line? I'm sorry. What, what's the next line? What's the, what's the next line? I can't hear you. No, what is it? Oh, come on, somebody. I can't hear you. What is it? Well, why don't you? Instead of yelling it at me. You know how that makes me feel? See, what you have to do is you just have to determine... I'm going to think God thoughts. I'm going to think God thoughts. By the way, what turns into thoughts? Words. Words turn into thoughts. Thoughts determine emotion. Yes. 
Emotion makes your choices. Your choices determine your actions. Your actions develop your habits. Your habits define your character, and your character ties you to an end result. So if you're going to think God thoughts, you're going to need God words in your life. See, a lot of us, a lot of us, we're not, we're not going to God to get his opinion. We're going to the world. I mean, all you got to do is open up Facebook. And people are sharing everything on Facebook. They're telling Facebook what they should have told God. And all their junk's out there. And, and, and I mean, when I say all their junk, I mean all their junk is out there. And can I just tell you something? That's not wisdom. I said, that's not wisdom. Here's a little chunk of wisdom you might want to write down. Never tell a problem to someone who can't solve it. Never tell your problem to somebody who doesn't have the power to solve it. See, if you can't solve my problem, then you don't get to know it. Because if I'm not careful, I'll get a thousand emotional responses instead of one thoughtful chunk of wisdom. Because words turn into thoughts. But the way your brain works, and we, you know, if we had somebody who was smart that could actually break it down for you, it would probably be really cool, but we don't have him. She didn't show up. So let me just make it simple, simple, simple for you. The way your brain works is that you have two parts of the brain that work here, and there's one, and we'll just call it the thinking side of your brain, and then there's another one that's called the feeling side of your brain. And, and, and your brain is, is, a, is, an amazing, is an amazing piece of machinery, and it will not waste energy. So if you don't use the thinking part, it triggers the feeling part. Albert Einstein made this statement. He said, thinking is very, very difficult work, which explains why so few people do it. See, thinking takes effort. So you got to, you, you know, you, you, you get God's word and then you begin to think and you begin to work it. You begin to think God's word so that you'll have godly emotion. Because if you get God's words, then you can have God's thoughts. And if you have God's thoughts, you're going to have godly emotion. Have godly emotion. You're going to make godly choices. Make godly choices. You're going to perform godly actions. Perform godly actions long enough. You're going to have godly habits. Have godly habits. You're going to have a godly character. Have a godly character. And you're going to have God's outcome that he declared at the beginning. But if you don't think then immediately your brain shifts to the feeling side. And so what we end up doing is we end up living by emotion instead of by thought. So we have to redefine how we're going to do this life. I'm going to apply thought to my life. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in the Word of God and I'm going to hear His Word and I'm going to change the way I think to line up with what He says. And then I'll begin to feel right. And when I'm feeling right, I'll begin to choose right. And when I'm choosing right, I'll begin to act right. And when I'm acting right, I'll begin to have the right habits and the right character. And I'll end up at the right destination. I said I'll end up at the right destination. See, what you got to do is you, you got you to pick your fights with more wisdom. 
I said you got to pick your fights with more wisdom. See, because a lot of fights that you're fighting, even if you win the fight, you don't get nothing out of it. Well, that's the wrong fight. The only fight you fight is a fight that offers a spoil. Okay, spoil, that's a Bible term, okay? The, the fight that you fight, the only fight you engage in is one that has a reward when you win. Okay, so stop fighting stuff that don't make no difference. People all the time want to argue, you know, theology. I don't care. There's people going to hell, some of them in the room right now. There are people going to hell outside this, you know, this campus footprint. There's people all over Tri-Cities going to hell. And our job is supposed to make it hard for them to get there. Okay, so there's a bunch of stuff. I don't care. I I just don't care. I'm not going to fight that fight. I had somebody stop me last night, and they're talking about, you, you know, kind of a little argument they got going in their family. When you die, are you immediately with Jesus, or do you linger here a while? Because there's a big, there's a big argument in the family about that. Well, is everybody saved? Because frankly, Scarlett, now or later, all I know is I'm going to be with Jesus. Something begins to block purpose. See, here's our purpose. Helping others win. So if something steps up and tries to prevent that, then we're going to throw down on that. Why? Because we're going to help others win. Why? Because we have a mandate. Right? We're finding people who are far from God, man. We're getting them close to God. We're helping them win. And if we can help people win, then there's a reward there. And, and why? Well, we end up, instead of people going through life losing, they start winning in life. We win. So let's fight for that. I said, let's fight for that. Let, let's, let's head to the destination, the destiny, if you will, that, that, that God has for our life. And I'll tell you a little something, that when you, when you head off to the destiny that God has for your life, you would think, wouldn't you, that if you start doing life God's way, that all of a sudden it'd get easy. Nah, it don't get easy. Look at somebody and say, this is not for sissies. <laughs> in the book of Exodus, you, you got that, check this out. In Exodus, this, this is God talking. And, and he said, when Pharaoh let the people go, God didn't let them, uh, didn't lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though that was shorter. There was a quicker way, there, there, you know, man, I'm just believing God for the collapse of time. Okay, God, God, God couldn't take them the short route. God couldn't. Well, God can do anything he wants to. No, he can't. He'd love to take you on the short route. But here's the problem. If they face war, they'll change their mind and go back. See, a lot of us, anytime there's a problem, there's a struggle, instead of stepping into our future, we step back into our past. Instead of, instead of stepping into our freedom, we step back into our bondage. Why? Because it got tough. I'm telling you, man, if, God, if, if you want a collapse of time in your life, and a collapse of time is an awesome thing, that when God steps in and you get something accomplished in just a few moments that would have taken you 20 years, but you better be prepared to fight. I said, you better be prepared to fight. 
Man, well, I, I just want life to be easy. I, I, I just, you know, I, I'm looking at white sand and, and, a, and a little drink with an umbrella sticking out of it and people saying they like me. That's called heaven. Okay, but if you're going to live on in this world, there's going to be tribulation. Hey, but be of good cheer. We win the fight. Okay, but there's a fight. Jesus said, Narrow is the gate and difficult is the way that leads to life. So you, you got to get over this trying to get everything easy. And you got to realize that the reason there's a fight is because there is a reward. And that reward is amazing. And it is a future unlike anything that's ever happened in your past. So you can't settle to repeat your past if you expect to enjoy your future. And you can't step back into your past. You have to step into your future. And you have to decide tonight, today, you have to make the decision that, man, I'm cutting my past off. I'm not going to be the you before the cross. I'm going to be the you after the cross. I'm going to be the you that God's called me to be. I'm going to be the you that has victory, not the you that had defeat. I'm going to be the you that has joy, not the one that had sorrow. I'm going to be the you that God said he would infuse me with power, not the one who is powerless. I I don't care what you've been through. It doesn't make any difference what you face. It doesn't make any difference what's come against you. I'm telling you that greater is he who is in you. Man, you you got enough God in you to destroy the powers of darkness. But you'd have to decide, I'm not living in darkness. I'm going to walk in light. I got a future. I got a future. You know what I'm hoping? I'm hoping by the end of this year that most of us won't even recognize the church. Just, just our attitude and our mindsets and, and, and our culture will be so, so different. Why? Because we, we went into the future. Went into the future. Man, and, and some, of, some of the brokenness, some of the hurt, some of the wounds of your past happened like in the parking lot. I mean, it's like in your mind, it's sitting out there waiting on you. And it's like we're, we, we'd have to sneak out the other door to get away from our past. No, you get to boldly walk out the front door. Amen. New. A new life. Uh, I said new. Brand new. Man, a new attitude, a new mindset, uh, uh, and, and a new destiny. You're not stuck. You're, you're not broken. You're not defeated. You're not, I, I said you're not defeated. Right. You, you, you have it in you. Any man be in Christ. He is a new person. You're already new. You just lived a, you just need to live new. You just need to live new. You should probably walk around here today before you leave and introduce yourself to all your friends. Hi, Sean. I'm the new Tom. Hi, Keith. I'm the new Keith. It's going to be hard for Keith because he's, he's known me for long time. Long time. He is aware of some of the dumbest stuff I've ever done. The only information he has is my past. I mean, unless I begin to speak to him about my future. 
I need to introduce you to my future. I need to introduce you to my future. Some of you guys, all you ever talk about is your past. How you doing? Okay. We're looking for comfort. The problem is, is that comfort does not demand God's participation. Don't you think that, don't you think that, 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 you know, the Holy Spirit, he's the comforter. Well, then why are you going to people? You're going to the wrong source. I promise you, I promise, and, and this is a hard one to, to, to grab onto, but I promise you that if you go to the Holy Spirit for comfort, he will comfort you. But you won't need it very long. Because you'll find out that when he comforts you, dude, he comforts. When he strengthens you, I am strong. He'll redefine you. Boom. Be redefined. Be restored. Be refreshed. Be renewed. He'll elevate you. And he'll, you, you know what? Man, I'm telling you, he can do for you what no other person can do for you. But the, the decision, that's yours. Going, going for a new life. Going for a new future. I, I, I just want to pray for you. Just close your eyes for just a minute. God, I just thank you. That each and every one of us have a future. God, I pray that we would be a people that would release others into their future and not restrict them by the, by the actions and the places that they've been. God, that we would be in agreement with where they're going and who they're becoming. And that for, for our own lives, God, that we'd be a people who are, who, who are committed to develop a conviction to be who you've called us to be. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, for some of us, the very first step is to get our you on the right side of that cross. We've all had the you before the cross, but we need the you after the cross. The Bible tells us that it's through relationship with Jesus Christ. And so we're all going to pray a prayer here before we leave today. I want to invite you personally to make it your prayer. Yeah, well, man, I've been there, but I keep slipping back. Well, just make this prayer. Get, get reborn. Get born again. Get born again again. Do what you got to do. But, but if today, if you're ready to get on the right side of the cross, start living the new life, I want to invite you to make this prayer your prayer. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, and I, you know, I'm not going to embarrass you. I won't have you stand. I won't call you out. But if you're here today and you say, you know what, Tom, this prayer, I'm making it real today. I'm making it real today. I, I want to personally agree with you in prayer. So if you do me a favor, just hold your hand up really high and say, Pastor Tom, I'm making this my prayer. Do it. Just lift your hand up real quick and we're going to pray. It's awesome. Thank you. 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 So cool. Thank you. Thank you. You can put them down. Anybody else? Just say, yeah, I'm going to do it. If you're sitting there thinking about it, you're wondering, I wonder if I should do that. Just lift your hand. Just, just say, yeah, today's my day. I'm making this prayer mine. Thank you. When everybody in this place, just pray this with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. 
Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I choose to live for you every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, guys, give God one more big hand.